Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and may the peace and blessings of Allah the most merciful the most beneficent be upon you welcome to our program of nurturing wellness on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM I'm your host Mishka Daris now have you ever felt that you have more to give this world than what you are currently doing and maybe you have a restless feeling regarding your job or maybe you an employer who believes that it's time to engage more with your staff um, maybe feeling that you need to activate your brand well today on nurturing wellness we're discussing brand activation on a personal level and then of course for businesses also and employees how do you activate that engagement with them i welcome in studio lynn fraser a business engagement specialist and inspirational speaker and an executive coach lynn welcome and thank you thank you so much mishka it's an absolute wonder to be here oh it's a pleasure having you we are not live today. We welcome, however, your feedback. Any questions that you may have to 47913 or email me, D at vocfm.co.za. And further down the line, we'll get Lynn in again to, to see if we can get any of those questions answered. So, Lynn, let's start off the discussion. How important is it to engage your employees? Mishka, it is becoming the new business imperative in the world today. It is the most vital component in businesses to learn to engage your employees. Um, employee engagement is number one criteria for the simple fact that we have far too many people coming to work just to do a job. Mm. We no longer can have employees just to do a job um, because then we lack accountability. We lack personal professionalism. We don't strive for excellence. In fact, we're just not committed. Um, we need highly committed, um, high-talented individuals to really embrace our organizations, take them to the next level. Mm. And the only way that we're going to get that right is to understand that they are no longer a human resource. Mm. We've always called employees, you go to the human resource department. The point is, I am not a resource. I am the very source of an organization's success. But when I am not treated in that manner and I am not engaged from that perspective, that I'm a dynamic component coming into this amazing organization to contribute to my value and to recognize and be recognized for my contribution. If I'm not seen as that and I don't experience that Mm. stepping into an organization, very quickly I become one of those workers where I just come to work to earn my salary at the end of the month and my commitment reduces my accountability reduces and ultimately I become highly disengaged one has to understand that I think there's been a lot of talk about engagement with employees nowadays I find that more and more literature and articles etc has become available on this where have we gone wrong can we say that we've gone wrong I would say we must definitely have gone wrong. First and foremost, um, when we talk about engagement in the past, Mm. uh, people would talk about engaging their staff and some organizations would go off and uh, the top level executives would go on a road show. Mm. And they'd go around the country to each branch and they'd go and see all the people. And and they'd consider that an engagement process. The point is that's not engagement. What that is, is we're coming to give you an information sharing session. Um, We're telling you as the senior executives of the organization where we're wanting to go, what is going to be needed. When is there a feedback loop where we have an ability to speak from our perspective of what we need from our organizations, what we need in order to contribute that excellence? So employee engagement is now the number one business imperative. The more you understand how to engage your employees, the more you're going to get out of them. It starts right from recruitment. Mm. It starts from that advert. 
does that advert really engage you when you're reading it to want to become a part of that organization? Because if it is, it's going to already activate the high-level talents in the market to come to your door. Ah, so it's all about the words. Absolutely. Interesting. So we get this, um, you know, when, when I talk about employees and employers, subconsciously this picture comes to mind of a tree and these birds sitting on various levels of the tree and the birds at the bottom are looking up and they're having a whole lot of, you know, um, stuff on them, (laughs) you know what I mean? And the the ones up there are just plucking their feathers and and all of that. We end up to with a company or an organization where that gap between the employees and the, the top management are really so far apart. How do you start bringing that closer together and and um, decrease that gap it's called the them and us syndrome in organizations the them and the us the ones at the top and us sitting down here at the bottom in truth that component to rectify means that top level management need to walk the floor um, they need to be seen by their employees mm. they don't need to be seen on a roadshow or on on a performance assessment process. They need to be engaging their staff on a daily basis. Um, We talk about the Pareto principle in business, the 80-20 split. And um, the 80-20 split is a very important one because in leadership components, we need to realize that as leaders, if we're spending 80% of our time sitting behind our desk, the only thing we're engaging is the paperwork on our desk. If we are spending 80% with our staff and 20% behind our desk, we're actually achieving greatness because what we're doing is we're letting people understand where they're at, how well they're doing, what they need, and they have an avenue where they can go and discuss what is required from management in order to support their their sort of visions and Mm. goals and objectives. I think we're so socialized to believe that um, with management, they exactly like that like that they are up there and you cannot knock on the door and you can't speak to them and if they come you've got to almost like have this humbleness and 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 bow to them <laughs> out of i don't know what <laughs> yes so how do you as an employee like we would like to call on the ground engage or start engaging with management you know it has to come and i say this to all leaders out there it has to come from you as a leader to create the environment that's conducive to engagement um you know it's it's not about an employee feeling confident and comfortable enough to go to a manager because that's asking a big step for a lot of people Mm. um they have to have incredibly high levels of self-esteem in order to go and approach a senior we're not equipped with the skills the self-mastery skills to to do that at this point but what i would say is organization leaders have to actually sit down and really ask themselves are we creating the platform that actually induces employees with the idea that they may come to us that we have an open door policy but also an open communication policy Mm. without being insecure without being threatened that our employees are becoming unruly but to understand that the open-ended communication is going to cause for us to engage further do you find that um, in your experience with engaging businesses that the that there's too much bickering maybe on the floor because the leaders aren't taking charge and addressing issues as it's supposed to be addressed? 
the thing is, until leaders are equipped with self-mastery skilling, and, and, and Mishka, it starts there. I have to be very honest with you. In an organization, it starts with top-level leaders understanding that no matter what degree you got, mm. no matter what diplomas you've got, no matter what qualifications you've got, if you're leading people, you need to, to develop self-mastery skilling. You need to have the highest level of self-esteem. You need to be able to go through a change cycle before you can help anyone else go through it. Right. So it starts with leaders understanding the fundamental components required in order to create the environment that is safe for an employee to come mm. to their door. And then for them to develop those skills of how do you receive negative feedback that might potentially make you questionable on what you've done as a leader mm. it's about how do you manage that how do you handle that mm. these are components that until leaders start developing empathy high level of empathy to understand where their staff are finding themselves mm. unless they are able to develop those aspects and master themselves to not take things personally but to see this as the development of an organization you will ultimately not have employee engagement. Insecure top-level leaders mm. do not want to engage employees. I think a lot of staff members have, have found, found themselves in positions where they'll speak to a senior and they'll say, please, can you? And the senior's usual statement is, I'll come back to you. And the funniest part is we're never seen or heard or spoken to ever again about the topic. That's the first way. A leader can start the disengagement happening within an employee. Most employees, all they want is to be listened to. If leaders would just sometimes rather keep their mouths closed, open their ears and their hearts, they will be amazed at what comes from the floor because the floor is the real-time issues, the things that are happening in the here and the now, not in strategy, not in the future, not in targets, but in the real moments. And that's where they need to understand the viability of the employees interesting so i'm looking forward to the rest of this discussion um as we talk a little bit more about um communication as well i think that's also important in an organization so stay tuned to voice of the cape we'll be back after this Welcome back to Nurturing Wellness on The Voice of the Cape. I'm your host, Mishka Daris, and today speaking to inspirational speaker and executive coach as well as a business engagement specialist, Lynn Fraser, on how to, I would like to call it, create wellness within your company, especially if you are an employer. And I'm sure if you are going through um, a time in your company where you feel despondent or your employees are feeling despondent it's time to take action so please have a listen to what Lynn is saying in terms of leaders if we can come back there to that because I think it does start off with the leaders Lynn in terms of NGOs compared to big corporates now if I'm in a, an employee in a big corporate and I'm saying well I'm one in 2,000 workers how do I then start engaging with my leader um, what would be your advice Okay. Um, I would say to you that first and foremost, start developing a network as an employee, one in a thousand employees, start developing a network around you of people in various positions in the organization, key positions that you could see you would need as you journey through your career in this organization. Okay. And 
sort of make it your business to go and ask them and say to them, I'd really like to chat to you about a specific aspect of the of the work. Um, speak to them about themselves. One of the easiest ways to get a leader to really pay a bit of attention is to say to them, you know, tell me a little bit about your career. Where did you go? Because I'd really like to focus on potentially looking at you as being my mentor. Mm. That way you start activating leaders to actually maybe just open the door and a little bit of their heart to say, well, mm, this person is interested in me. We need to be aware, Mishka, in life, and this this is across the board, no matter whether you're in a company or not, this is just a principle in life. If you're willing to engage and speak to someone about their life, very often they're willing to engage and speak about yours. Mm. So that's the first port of call. I would say to youngsters in the business world that feel like they're just a number, make it an effort. Look for someone in the organization that is inspiring to you and then set up an appointment and have a chat to them. So it doesn't have to be your manager per se? No, not at all. The point okay. is this in truth, if you're looking for a mentor in any business environment, you you definitely don't want it to be your direct report. Hmm. You don't want to go to your direct leader because they're the ones that um, are going to be appraising you. You're wanting to get information and support from external facets hmm. that are going to support your growth. Okay. So, yeah, you know, typical um, pitfalls might be or resistance might be you want to take over my job um, from, from leaders. You know, um, what kind of response does that say about the leader itself and then also about who you're approaching as an employee? Well, first and foremost, I say to each employee, look for inspirational, secure, confident, dynamic people that you wish to sort of engage with as leaders. Um, do not look for leaders who have a sense of insecurity. The situation that you're speaking about, you know, you're wanting to take my job. Um, I can tell you that that is a big problem in many organizations and that's where we end up with closed door policies where nobody wants to open the door let alone open communication okay. do not choose someone that has a low level of self-esteem or is feeling insecure or you can see has an insecurity within themselves choose people who are dynamic you want to set the stage for your branding of who you're going to become mm, don't forget that part <laughs> okay so now we we're sitting with a leader for example that is willing to to take on you as a mentor um, what now? Um, how do you start mentoring as a leader and how do you learn from a mentor? Okay. First and foremost, um, I want to make it clear that the mentors are never, ever, they never choose their protégés. The protégé chooses their mentor and the mentor agrees then in, in line to take on that, that protégé. Um, I would say to you that the process that should be used is you can do it as a very informal one if you are by nature a mentoring leader. Okay. Um, then you will have by nature know various techniques that you will apply. However, what is a very good suggestion is to really look at a mentoring program that will give you opportunity to understand the kind of skills that you want to develop from this person, okay. that you want to gain, what kind of exposure you want to be sort of exposed to in the business world. You need to sit down with your mentor and discuss what are your objectives and what are their objectives for you? What mm. would they like to see once they've finished being your mentor? Interesting. Mm -hmm. So now we come over to NGOs because now we've done uh -huh. with the corporates.
is it any different for NGOs? Okay. Look, NGOs like to constantly have a situation where we don't have money. Mm. Um, and, and it's a given situation. They don't have money. At the same token, one of the key components in NGOs is that that bleeding heart that most NGO companies have doesn't necessarily mean that they have a very good solid business structure, mm-hmm. meaning that the way in which they conduct business, it's more on a community base versus a professional base. Mm-hmm. There should be no difference. Business is business, Mishka, and whether you're a big corporate, a small, um, small to medium enterprise or a little shop around the, the corner or an NGO, you should by at all times still look at business as being business. And I would say that NGOs should seriously focus in order to achieve where they need to go for them to become sustainable in the future because that's what's going to be required of NGOs. You find a lot of them closing down. Most of them will end up closing because they're not going to get the funding. But if they're wanting to look at sustainability, they're going to have to look at business strategy. They're going to have to look at Mm. this from a business perspective. Mm. How do they generate income streams that can support the NGOs uh, fundamental components that they're wanting to deliver to community or to society, whatever it might be. Okay, so let's get back to brand and yes. and building the brand um, of the company as well. Um, now you've identified all of these things, and you think, okay, I'm going to be a leader for my organisation now. What now? How do you start activating this brand and attracting the employees that you really want? Mishka, first and foremost, I think it starts with the way in which you understand the brand of the organization. A brand of an organization is very, very powerful. It has a problem, promise. Most brands have a promise. Okay. Um, if you think of the clothing that you buy, you'll, you'll know that there's certain items of clothing that you want a branded item. Why? Because there's a promise made on that brand. The same applies with the company. Now a company very often if you think of slogans that companies have, those slogans very often link into the promise that they make to their market. Moving forward. Moving forward. You know, how can I help you? Uh, There's thousands of them. However, that promise, if that promise is not being delivered on, you see, in an organization, we have many, many people that are focused on the external customer, what we need to be selling to the external mm, customer. Mm. Before you be selling anything to the external customer, you better be selling it to your staff. You better be selling this brand and the reason you belong to this dynamic organization. You should be selling that first and foremost to the people that are going to deliver on the promise of your brand. Okay. So when you turn around and we're going to use this, a silly little example moving forward, okay? Okay. Um, now I'm working for this wonderful company called Moving Forward. Mm. Fantastic. That's their slogan. However, what I find is that I've been sitting in the same position for the last five years and I don't seem to be moving forward forward anywhere. Do you honestly assume that I'm going to be able to take ownership and deliver moving forward products and services to my clients if I am not receiving it from the very organization that is promising it to my client? We have to get it right inside first. And that's what we do, which we call brand activation. How do you activate a level of accountability, personal commitment to this organization's brand? Mishka, every organizational employee is either a brand ambassador or they are your worst advertising campaign you've ever had. Yeah. (laughs) Because they are your word of mouth. Yes. Now, if an employee is not 
understanding the value of joining a company, mm. what this brand stands for. Mm. Is it in alignment with their own value system? In truth, they are not going to be engaged to deliver a brand ambassador's experience. Yes. They're going to just be a worker. And that means that they are more than likely going to be disengaged and ultimately become actively disengaged if you do not meet their needs. What do you mean by disengaged? Okay. Um, I think most of us have faced this. Have you ever noticed that when you go to a shop and the person that you go out to the tiller, now you're wanting to check out, have you noticed that human being doesn't even look up and greet mm. you? Oh, you want a bag? It's not even you want a bag. It's like, huh? It's that kind of approach that total. I don't really care. I'm here because I have to be here from eight to five. I'm doing it, but I really don't care. That tells you that that person is disengaged. They are not an ambassador to the brand because if you were, you'd say good morning and welcome to so-and-so company or hello, ma'am. And how can I help you? Yeah. There would be, there would be a, a level of how we are service orientated versus I'm just doing a job. Mm. Everyone should be service orientated because we're all serving, whether we're serving internally or externally. You should all be serving one another. So as an employee, I'm saying, well, I'm not interested necessarily in this job. I just want my salary at the end of the month because you know what? I'm not getting paid enough. Is that just an excuse? Yes, of course, that's an excuse and it's a justification for bad behavior. And that bad behavior, unless it is addressed by leaders, okay. unless it is addressed, that becomes your bad advertising campaign. So they're the ones that will go to family, friends, social media even for some for, for that matter Absolutely. and say X, Y and Z and all the negative. Yes, um, and they will run your organization down. They will run the leaders down. They will have a lot to say and they can do extreme reputational damage to an organizational brand mm. as well as to the people in the organization. Okay. So one has to be aware of this. The days of us ignoring the importance of our employees are over. This this business of companies thinking that the only thing we need to focus on is our shareholders, our stakeholders, stakeholders meaning more so the external stakeholders than the internal, mm. we are failing. We are failing the very source of our success, being our employees. So I'm in a leadership position and I get um, in the network that I'm in, you know, I get told um, a lot, you know, the people that's coming out of university now, they're just not doing it for me. They are not interested in the work. They want everything it must be money, 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 money. And in, and in, in return, they just want to um, leech off our skills, etc. Um, I think that is a, a lot of companies are dealing with those kind of things. So how do you start activating or Maybe, should I rephrase, not attracting those people into the business? I tell you now that through understanding the power of engagement and creating an engagement strategy for your organization, meaning that you look at it from the point of recruitment to induction to now putting the person behind the desk to what you deliver as a growth cycle, as a career trajectory for that staff member, mm. all of those components, you are either going to attract talent or you're going to attract problem. Okay. And we all know that talent is what we're all needing to attract. Mm. However, mm. is your company the company I want to work for? Mm. And that's what companies and leaders need to start asking themselves. Is this a place I would want to come to every day? Is there a reason 
that makes me wake up in the morning to say that I belong to that amazing space. We do so much for so many in so many special ways, and I'm part of that. Mm. You see, most of us want a sense of belonging, Mishka. That's why we go. To, that's why we go to work. Yeah. Imagine a day you wake up and you've got no place to go, Mishka. Oh wow! I would be very lost. You see, people don't realize this. They, 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 many people have such an arrogance that they sit at the job, they get a salary every month, and they still moan about the salary. Mm. However, they sit there. They don't give their all and everything. They take the salary at the end of the month, and they think that that's acceptable. That mm. that is no longer working in the world today. We need. People who are committed, who are accountable, who want to go the extra mile because the company goes the extra mile for me. Ah. You see, wellness in an organization begins with understanding how important your employees are. Your employees are your greatest and only sustainable asset mm. in your company. Mm. So why are we not looking after them? Mm. So many questions to ask yourself, I think, start there yes. and then branch out. Absolutely. So you've got a program, Lynn, called Inspirational Brand Activation Experiences. What do you do on, on this program? Okay. Well, what we do is we first and foremost customize our, all our programs to, to company specifications, okay. specific, specific needs and requirements. So mm -hmm. what we do is we look at your brand of your organization and we create a program that looks at emotional intelligence. It looks at conflict resolution, a number of self-mastery skills okay. that we then take and we, we include them in a brand activation process, meaning that we look at the brand and we share with the employee employees mm. the incredible dynamics of this brand and why branding is so important mm. you see Mishka we we all speak about brands but what we're not realizing is that we all are a brand ourselves mm. so when we understand that we're a brand and this brand is of value what value is this brand then I link it to well I now work for an organizational brand when I'm managing my brand because it's an important one. It's the Lynn Fraser brand. Mm. Then by nature, whoever I'm touching, I'm managing their brand because I'm delivering excellence through my own brand. So how do you put aside um, those personal issues, though? Because surely, you know, you, each employee comes with baggage, if we can call it. They come with their own beliefs, their own values, etc. So how do you align them into your brand? First and foremost, what you've got to understand, Meshka, is that it's not so much aligning them into your own brand. It's okay. about giving them an understanding that they are an ambassador to that brand. Okay. Now, what does an ambassador mean? Um, if we say to you as an employee, okay, um, imagine if you saw the Turkish ambassador in South Africa turning around and saying, don't ever go to Turkey. Okay. Would he have a job? <laughs> no. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. But yet we see people in the world today sitting in a frontline position, turning around and saying, oh, I don't even know why I'm working for this company mm. in front of a client. Now, that employee gets away with that. Mm. They get away with that. Why do they get away with it? Because nobody noticed it. Mm. But I noticed it, me, myself. That means that I'm disengaged from this, this company. It means that I'm just here to take what I can get. You see the definition between engaged and disengaged. Mm. Engaged means what can I bring to my company? What can I give? Okay. What is the extra mile I can go? Disengaged means what am I going to get from this place? What are they giving me? And that will always go back to I'm not being paid enough. 
Do you realize that you're never going to be paid enough? It doesn't matter how much you earn. It's never enough. And that's what we've got to realize. We cannot equate our value based on the salary slip we get. We've got to look at our value as a much broader spectrum and realize that our value is based on what kind of brand we are in our organization. Mm. Are you the brand of choice? Mm. If someone walks into the building, do they turn around and say, can I speak to anybody? Or do they turn around and say, I want to speak to Mishka, please. Mm. They know you. Why? Because they know your brand. They know you are a service. You, are, you will come with a solution. You will make it happen for me. Mm. Um, and that's where loyalty is developed with clients. That's where we really develop that loyalty with our client base, where our client base wants to be treated with the kit gloves. Um, that only Mishka, for example, could do. Mm. That sends a message about what brand you are. Do you know how many people sit in organizations, Mishka, and every day they have an opportunity to potentially get the job of their dream. dreams? Uh. The problem is that their behavior in their current position is yes. going to fail them so dismally that when that door is available for them to walk through, people are going to look at their behavior and not even consider them. When we come back from the break, Lynn, can we talk about your, the employer who does not necessarily support the process of um, understanding or, or rather um, of being an ambassador to the brand, but yet you as an employee don't necessarily want to give up on your hopes and dreams. So we'll be back after this. So stay tuned to Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to Nurturing Wellness on the Voice of the Cape. I normally deal with uh, this program of uh, looking at the individual, but today I think it's also important that we're looking at the wellness of companies if you are employers and how do you engage with your employees. And in studio with me is Lynn Fraser, a business engagement specialist, an inspirational speaker and an executive coach. I have to mention, though, that we are not live today. We welcome, however, your feedback. Any questions that you may have to 47913 or email me, Mishka D at vocfm.co.za and further down the line we'll get Lynn in again to, to see if we can get any of those questions answered. Now Lynn we were speaking about engaging your employees doesn't that come with a certain level of emotional intelligence from all staff members whether you are management or, or ground staff so to speak? Mishka, emotional intelligence development is something that has been ignored for many, many years. It has become sort of more of a buzzword over the last five years. However, I would say to you that it is the number one foundation to start developing in any organization before you even try to engage. Okay. Part of engaging your employees, and this is how we go about the brand activation, is part of the brand activation component is giving the staff members the opportunity to assess their emotional intelligence levels. Okay. Besides assessing that, it's also about shifting the paradigm. You see, we need to change the perception of an employee. I, I'm not just here to do a job. Because that's what most employees' mindset is. I'm just here to do a job. So it's about shifting that paradigm and through, through an engagement activation of branding as well as self-mastery, what we do is we equip staff members with the know-how 
a couple of tools, a couple of techniques, but also a new mindset to start working with regarding how they buy into the company, what they're here to do, and what are they going to actually achieve by being part of this organization. So this is obviously not an overnight process. It's going to take lots of hard work. It's not so much hard work, but it's about inspiration. It's about recognizing the importance of the people that make your company real. Mm. Who makes the money in your company? It's not the top-level execs. No. Your power of influence lies in, in the, the middle to the bottom rungs, layers within an organization. Mm. That's where the power of influence lies. Now, if you are not engaging them, mm. then they're going to be finding things to engage themselves with. The small like talk? Small talk, mm, backbiting, um, criticizing, competing with one another. They're going to talk about things that they shouldn't be talking about because there's been no focus on what should we be focused on? What should we be engaged to talk on? What are the important issues? Mm. Instead, we become petty and we start focusing on all that petty garbage. And that's where a lot of companies end up where they have emotionally abused and damaged human beings that have built up such resentment to the organization they're not even willing to give anymore. So they end up feeding off each other Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It becomes a vicious, vicious pool of muck, of emotions, of who's got it worst. Haven't you noticed that? Think about an organization. You speak to one person in marketing and you speak to another person in sales and marketing will say, yeah, marketing and sales will say, oh, yeah, but you've got it lucky. Nobody's got it lucky. Nobody's got it lucky. In fact, we've all got it lucky. We've all got an opportunity to have a sense of belonging to something greater than us. Mm. So what is our contribution? Where does that come from? So it's changing the mindset of an employee. But it first comes from the employer understanding the importance of nurturing your employees, understanding that your employees are the ones that are going to make you successful. Uh, You know, leaders, there's that saying, you are only as good as your team and Mm. your team is only as good as their leader and you'll see it in the business world Mm. you'll see organizations that engage and leaders that engage with their teams and you'll see those teams will be flying and other teams in organization same organization will be just literally scratching through in order just to keep their jobs now that's based to a large degree on who's leading them is the environment conducive to engagement Um, Are we willing to look at what our contribution is? Are we managing the brand? Mm, mm. Managers no longer just need to manage processes, policies, and procedures, because please understand, you don't manage a human. You lead a human. You lead a human. Mm. So they need to look at beyond that is also brand management, which Mm. means manage the perception people have of the brand, of the organization. Um, We spoke about certain brands you mm. know how can i help you and if you don't get help have you noticed how quickly that failed that yeah mm-hmm. yeah and people are very quick to bring that up exactly it's our whipping stick it's our ability as the consumer to say but you have not delivered on your promise mm. now what about those leaders you've tried your best to engage with them and they're just not interested um do you now choose to say i no longer want to serve this company anymore and move on to higher ground or do you say let's still try and and be the best person that I can be. First and foremost, never ever lose value of your own personal brand. The fact that I am not able to engage with my leaders or my leaders are sort of really not actually focused on engagement, that's their business. Don't ever devalue yourself and reduce your value of your own brand by becoming one of those employees that you just don't care. 
Okay. Do you understand? Oh, yeah, so yeah. don't devalue you. I, I see a lot of employees turn around and saying, you know, yeah, well, why should I? Why should I care if they don't care? That just tells me one very simple thing. It's got nothing about you not caring or them not caring. It's just telling me that you don't care enough about yourself. And if you don't care about you, do you understand? We are all a vibration. We are all sending out a vibe, Meshka. Mm-hmm. And if I'm sending out a vibration that I don't care about myself because I don't look after my own brand, then guess what's coming back? Mm-hmm. A no-care attitude towards you. So never dilute your own value. Never dilute your own brand value. Mm-hmm. Um, rather look at yourself and say, even if I, I'm not engaging with my leaders and you say, should I leave the organization? Mishka, that is a very much of a personal decision that people need to make. Okay. Um, I would say to you that if you find that you are in turmoil on a daily basis and you don't find if any avenue to rectify the issues that you're currently sitting with and you don't find the support to rectify it, then I say to you, stop bashing yourself over the head and potentially look for another avenue in mm. your career. Um, I watch a lot of people sit and sort of moan and bemoan their fates and they hate their jobs but yet their cv is not in the market so don't cry until you've taken action that's you know would, would you say in terms of being your brand and being the um and promoting your brand and your values that helps you also to find a space within the um the job market that is suitable for you because i, I ask this question because many people have this opinion that you know what a job is just a job i'm there to get the money at the end of the month so i can support the family surely there should be a higher purpose to to the cycle <laughs> that we find ourselves in well you know meshka there's a lot of people that are sitting in that position a job is just a job because i need a salary in order to pay my bills and what you'll notice is that those are the most miserable human beings you've ever come across mm. and they're the most very often the ones that are not delivering Mm. Um, they they deliver just enough just to keep the job. Okay. However, the only person who's really miserable is them. Mm. <laughs> so my question to anybody in that position is: if you are that miserable in your job, why you are why are you doing it? None of us were meant to live a miserable life. If you choose that, that's going to be your choice. But to live it and then blame it on another. You see, it's all about the blame mentality. Okay. You can't sit at a job and turn around and say, yeah, but the them and the they and the those aren't doing. Uh. First, look at yourself and ask yourself, what am I doing? Am I living up to the very excellence of what I should be as my brand? If I've delivered on that, I promise you that if you do that, no matter what space you're in, if you can't get it sorted within your own organization, I have no doubt that someone you deal with will be looking at the absolute amazing service they got from you. And chances are, that's the next door that will open for your career. So don't lose faith in you, no matter what other people's behaviors are. I would really love to speak to you further in or in later programs about that um, and looking at, at your personal development as well. Because can we say, though, Lynn, in closing, that your job, if I can call it a job, is also part of your um your purpose in life as well and it does dictate where you you will be going and where you see yourself in the next five ten or twenty years for that matter i would say to you mishka that the world has now started recognizing that we don't just go to work to get earn money 
that we are supposed to do something with our lives, that there is purpose for us to be here. So mm. what is that purpose? Um, and a lot of people are wanting to find their purpose. Mm. I've always felt that it doesn't really matter whether you found your purpose. The point is your purpose will be revealed if you are being of service. But you need to serve yourself a good bout of positivity, inspiration, mm. validation, you know, mm. self-esteem development in order for you to really value who you are. Um, I think we need to recognize how powerful we are when we are looking after ourselves. Because when you take care of you, your vibrational frequency is saying, take care of me. And automatically that comes back to you. Okay. So it's what you, uh, basically the thoughts that you are sending out is creating your future. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Lynn, do you do um, your um, inspirational brand activation experiences for NGOs and, and corporates, etc.? And how can they get in, con in contact with you? Absolutely. We do it for, we do it from small, medium to large organizations. Um, Mishka, it's to really look at the potential in an organization and to activate that. Okay. So, yes, we do it for NGOs. We do it for everybody. In fact, we've, we've even run some public programs to really give leaders an opportunity to understand what the potential is of brand activation mm. um, because it is a new sort of focus. Yes. these days so yes, yes um, we, 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 do, we approach it from that perspective and if anyone would like to get hold of me they can email me on lynninspires at gmail.com it's the easiest one to get hold of me um, or they can get hold of me through you Mishka I have no doubt wonderful All right. Lynn thank you so much for your time with us uh, today I really appreciate it and also the fact that I've learned so much in terms of brand activation too Lynn Fraser is a business engagement specialist and inspirational speaker and an executive coach hope to get you back on air next week thank you so much Mishka Thanks, it was Lynn. absolutely wonderful remember that this program is available up on our podcast so please go to vocfm.iono.fm and click on the Nurturing Wellness channel. Until we meet again, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.